0: Louise Ward of Wardini Books in Havelock North with us right now. Hi, Louise.
1: Morena, Catherine. How are you?
0: Good. You've done a good job of trying to contain your enthusiasms to just three favourites from last Ah. year for people to keep reading over summer.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty difficult ask, actually. So um, I'll start with Lola in the the Mirror by Trent Dalton, HarperCollins' book, 36.99. It's just another opportunity to tell the world how much I adore Trent Dalton because he sees the world and it's especially the dirty, brutal, horrible bits of humanity or the results of the worst of humanity. And he sees them with such love. And Lola in the Mirror is this prime example of that. Um, Right on the dedication page, it's dedicated for anyone who didn't jump in the river. And for anyone who did, which is immediately heartbreaking. And this is what he does to us. And there's an author's note. It says many of the events in this novel were inspired by stories told to me by people I met in the streets of my city, which is Brisbane, across 17 years of social affairs journalism. Some of these events involve violence, addiction and self-harm, which some readers may find distressing. Those same people I met in the street also spoke of community, hope and love. And that's why I wrote this book. And then it's the most explosive, draw-dropping opening as our protagonist, Mum, dances what she calls the Tyrannosaurus Walk with Dad. And it's we know that there's violence there and that our hero, who does not know her name, she's on the lam with Mum because Mum's then done something terrible and the girls have gone on the run. They're always running and names are dangerous. So they're living in this car yard in this old car and their community all have awful stories. And our girl's an artist. And the light of her internal narrative is this imaginary art critic, this this guy that she's made up called E.P. Buckle, who narrates her life. So, <laughs> And there's just a little bit that I'll read here. So she's like, some people bite their fingernails. Some people piss in swimming pools. Me, I have a habit of thinking of my life as the subject of a guided tour in New York's Metropolitan Museum of Art, circa 2100, conducted by a stuffy English art critic named E.P. Edward Percival Buckle. And this is a theme throughout the book is that E.P. Buckle will will say. Um, And this is the artist as she is entering her 17th year, you know, living in a car, etc. So it's this and a broken mirror in which she sees this glamorous life of her alter ego, which is Lola, Lola in the mirror. And these are the threads that hold her together. And then a bunch of massively dramatic stuff happens. There's a a drug dealer called Flowbox, who is truly terrifying. A boy in a brown suit waiting for our girl on a bridge. And tragedy after tragedy. And she runs and navigates and loves and finds this humour and light. And the Brisbane River is a brown snake. It's a character all in its own right. And his writing just shines with goodness. And he really should win all the prizes. I mean, where's his book a nomination? It can't be that far off. Maybe this year.
0: Very good. For like, age, for what age? Obviously, you often review for younger um, readers. But what age for this, Louise? Definitely adult. It is quite brutal. OK, thank you. So uh, that is um, Lola in the Mirror by Trent Dalton, Fourth Estate and $37.
1: And then the second one, full disclosure: my husband wrote this, so <laughs> I am slightly biased. But this is Tarquin the Honest, Ocean's Elven by Gareth Ward, published by Bateman, thirty four ninety nine, and it's book two in a series. And it's about it, this is for grown ups too, although probably young adults can read it too. But it, again, lots of fighting, but a innuendo, that kind of thing. It's about an elf wizard whose secret master is this very powerful ancient dragon, and in this book. Tarquin ropes his, his frenemy, Luna, who's his only mate, really, and, and they don't get on that well, Um, into planning a heist to steal an incredibly rare ocean stone. Now, Tarquin needs this for Zeldinion, which is the ancient dragon. And Luna, who's this violent little dwarf, she just likes nicking stuff and fighting. She goes along with him on this quest. And the extra complication is that there's a vampire infestation in the city of Rebecca, and they want the ocean stone too, for their own reasons. So why you should read this book is because it's essentially a comedy heist. So if you've enjoyed things by Terry Pratchett or any of that kind of um, really sort of zany humour but clever wordplay, These characters are really funny. Like Tarquin's a a real smug git with a strong sense of self-preservation and Luna is this indefatigable rogue who lives in the moment. I mean, she'd really do well in a Guy Ritchie movie. She just beats things up the whole time. And the dialogue is really droll and sarcastic and very witty. And there are just really clever fantasy world tech hacks like, Instead of CCTV, which you're not going to get in a a fantasy world like this, they've got scrying orbs in this museum in which they're trying to to rob the ocean stone from. So it's just this joyful comedy adventure romp. Give it a go. All righty. And your third book? The Observologist. I've reviewed this um, on your show before, Catherine, and it's just one of those beautiful books. It's by Giselle Clarkson, who's done the words and the amazing illustrations, uh, Gecko Press. And a beautiful hardback book that would just grace anybody's coffee table. I've got so many post-it notes in it sticking out all over the place because it is endlessly fascinating. It's a handbook for mounting very small scientific expeditions. That's its subtitle. And I want it to be the book that the cool kids cut about in their nerdy little adventure bags, just like living their best lives, noodling around the park when they're let out. Um, The illustrations are absolutely sublime. And many of the creatures have really fun stuff to say about things. So, for example, there's um, an illustration of a gastropod. And we get the meaning. Gastro is stomach. Pod is foot. And it's got a little speech bubble. And it says, in my view, the meaning of life is very simple. And then this is a leopard slug. It lives in damp spots and is not a fussy eater. Enjoys munching on rotten leaves as well as other animals, turds. I mean... How is that not fascinating to children or anybody else, really? Thank you so, it... so much. The
0: observo- observologist uh, is the third recommendation from uh, our reviewer today, from Louise. It is by Giselle Clarkson, published by Gecko Press, and it costs $40.